0: great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you all doing well. Wonderful day and all that good stuff. I got a game tonight, so we'll see how that goes. If that goes, I haven't heard any word yet. So, well, anyway, today I'm getting a little esoteric. I want to know, as a game master, what do you bring to the table? What is your style? because everyone has a style. And you know what? It's not happening right away. What I'm saying is a style is something you develop. I mean, I have an artistic style. I have a style the way I do my acting, the way I talk, things like that. And it's all based on things like influences, things that influence your life, your preferences, things like that. My movies, my movie buff life gives me preferences on how I want to run games. And yours should too. Now, it's not really something you should think about right off the bat when you're starting. Okay. It's, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of a thing that develops. And the only way it's going to develop is if you keep running games. You know, practice, practice. That's how you practice. And you learn the game. And as you learn the game, your style starts to emerge whether you want it or not. Because players at conventions, at your own group, and you're going to be known. You will be known because it happens. You will be known for a certain type of game, a certain style of play, a certain style of game mastering. And people are either going to like it or hate it, or something like that. My friend Carlos likes to plan out epic, now, very good, kind of little bit long adventures. He likes to do campaigns. I myself like to do a mix of one-shots and story arcs and short campaigns. I like to mix it up. That's his style. This is that what I just said It was my style. Another thing. Things you gotta it's something you should think about maybe after like oh about a half a dozen times you GM because your styles start coming out. You look at back at the games you did, and it's like what what are things that are in common with all those games? And I looked it back at mine and i saw things like i really like undead i like using undead so my games have a build little bit more of a ghoulish um what am i what's the word i'm looking for not evil but more more macabre type of thing even though i don't really like running horror games although i have You know, I used to run Call of Cthulhu once upon a time. But I don't really like, but I do like the macabre because that reflects in my, like my movie watching. I like classic horror. I like comedy. Comedy is harder to pull off in role-playing games, so I don't try it as much. My comedy, I tend to have a dry sense of humor. I do love slapstick, but slapstick is hard to pull off unless it's an ad hoc thing. Humor and gaming, I'm going to have to do an episode on humor and gaming, or unless I already did, I don't remember if I did or not. But macabre stuff is easier to pull off. It's more of a feeling. I like, and the humor to me, like I said, it's dry, satirical that's why I like the Mitterlands so much, because it's very, it's it's Monty Python satirical with a dangerous edge to it. And I really don't like nihilistic games, as in real defeatist, you're damned if you're damned if you damned if you do not you just have to survive type games. Now, there's an exception to that, and that is post-apocalyptic. The nice thing about post-apocalyptic is it can be depressing like that. You know, stuff like, and this is why I don't like zombie games too. Zombie zombie type games. Because post-apocalyptic can be depressing, but it could also be pretty gonzo. Because you never know what's going to happen out there. You never know what you're going to run into out there. And it's very much of a, it's very much of an adventure thing to me. I'm more of adventure than survival. And this is my style. They also people also know that I like playing NPCs and other characters, and I just like to see my players have a good time. and this is this is how I roll. And you know, like I said, my friend Carlos has got a different a different way of doing it. You may have you, you're going to develop your own style, talk about your newbies out there. You will develop a style, whether you like it or not. It may be a good style, it may be a bad style. People may love it, people may hate it. It's people there might be some of each. Just just the way it is. But you will develop a style. Just don't try and force it. Try things when you're when you're GMing, try things, see what works, see what doesn't. And that's your style. People then know who have played with you for a while what to expect when they get at the table. Even players have styles. You can tell one style of player from another style of player. And after a while you're running long enough, you're if you're comfortable enough with the style you bring to the table, you get pretty good at understanding what's gonna fly with your group and what isn't. And who's gonna like what you're doing and who isn't gonna be is gonna be yeah I like that. It took me a while for me to understand it for my Monday group, but I understand it now. We I have a I have a group of five or six people including my grandson Gage, who love a good story. They don't mind a linear story as long as you give them choices. As long as they know, you know, they, they're they very much, they're very TV show oriented. It's very linear oriented. If you've got a situation where they're given a task to do, they'll go and do it. And I want see that's that's the thing. this is the style of my table. This is the style of my group Groups have a style and I don't like running linear stories all that much. I mean I do I have sometimes I ran a linear story and didn't even know it but I always like to tell them you know they're always looking at they're always looking for a direction to go and most players are looking for a direction. You you give them choices, they choose and they go. Most play, pretty much all players do that, pretty much. But these guys are they're very they're very um, focused. They're very results oriented type of thing. I found out one of my players, as long as the world as long as whatever system I'm running has magic in it, they're happy. I've run gangbusters with them before and they weren't as enthusiastic about it because there wasn't it was it was more of a movie um, you know, nineteen twenties prohibition. And he said, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the Goon on Savage Worlds, because that's the same it's like a nineteen thirties, nineteen forties world, but it had magic in it. And he's happy playing a Spellslinger. He loves playing spell slinger. So it's like every time I look at a new type of game, I look at it from that angle. Will he, li- you know, that one player like it? I mean, you should, you should query all of your players. And you can find a, if it's, you know, if you got a great group, you can find a common denominator in there where you can get like pretty much all of them enjoying what you're doing i'm not saying he didn't enjoy what i was what I, what he was doing he loved savage worlds i ran a pulp game he loved it because there was some there was some magic to it but long as there's are a little magic he's fine another person it's like he likes to fight a lot okay fine my grandson gage i know what he likes. he likes to right wrongs so that's his style so i try and play to as many players as you know i try to accommodate as many players as i can and they know my style, and they enjoy it. So, it's it. this is how you get compatibility in a group. I mean, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, and the group, you know, falls apart, you know, it's going to happen. But that's, that's pretty much the way it is. Anyway, think about your style when you can, and just work it. Work it, and just keep your eyes open. Keep your mind open. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So, if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, at gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thank you guys. You're great. And don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep them dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.